Thanks, dear Pierre. Um, I almost thought the abyss testing my patience there. Uh, yeah, I'd just like to open for us, uh, just continue in prayer. Father, we thank you for this morning and we thank you for this time together. Father, we thank you for your word, God, that cuts between bone and marrow and spirit and flesh. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you just come and reveal to us in our hearts this morning just what you have. Us, Father, we thank you for that, and you know, we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. So, this morning, um, I'm very excited about I'm gonna do September, and the theme is patience, and I called it Patience Reloaded Pursuing Promise. And yeah, it's, it feels like just this morning in prayer when we prayed together, this feels like it's really a treasure that God just has for us in this. But first, let's chat a bit through it. I have two questions and five minutes that I want us to, two by two, maybe best if you're free, that's fine. Um, but just discuss a bit, what do you think when you hear the word patient? What, what comes up? Is it positive, negative? Is it old school? Talk a bit about that. And then the second one is, how critical do you think patience is in God's call on your life? Um, So I'm going to give you guys five minutes. You can keep your masks on. And yeah, it starts now. Okay, 10 seconds left. You can finish up. Okay, so that was five minutes just to to get you going. Um, DBS said I should st- not move and just uh, stand still here for the camera's sake, so I'm just going to kind of like lean forward. Otherwise, I rock back and forth, which apparently the media team doesn't enjoy. Um, so, yeah, just patience reloaded when I chatted to Nita about the name said you're reloaded that's quite interesting is it like sounds i guess a bit militaristic maybe and i thought about changing it and then when praying about it i actually i think i was reminded why i felt that way and i mean so Jesus delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his beloved son. So we were redeemed as Christians. Jesus redeemed us out of darkness into another kingdom. And Matthew 10 speaks about that since the days of John, uh, the kingdom of heaven has been suffering violence and the violent take it by force. So we're in a war. Right. I don't know if you've known that, but in your faith, in your journey and following God, there's a battle going on the whole time. And the support, the theme of the sermon to a, a, or focus of patience is in context of receiving God's promises and pursuing that. And patience reloaded then is the picture I had is that of a shotgun. If you reload it, and I think these days we 
patience as it's almost an old word in some of the newer translations. Other words are obviously used in some cases, but it's something that we need to reload in our journey. And we'll see that in the scriptures that we'll, we'll go through there again. And then I have another picture on there that's dynamite. And just as we go through, I'm going to refer back to some of this, but just to kind of like create some context I see patience as the, what's launt in Engels? Fuse. As the fuse for that dynamite and that promises or God's promises or his fullness is that dynamite, but there's a place where we have a role to play and that's where patience comes in. So a big part of patience is never giving up. And I think we're going to chat about some of the words endurance, faith, and patience, especially endurance and patience, have similar words that's used from time to time in the Greek. And just patience as a key to walking into our inheritance of that what God has promised us. Um, So what is patience? Now, many times there's, and I think especially these days, there's a negative, general negative connotation to patience because all of us, at some time, it reminds us of where we fell short or fall short, whether it's traffic, children, our spouse, relationships, work. We can all, at some time, know patience. It's a general thing to say that patience is not my strong point. I mean, a lot of us say that. And maybe just a disclaimer as well, me preaching this morning is not from a place of having perfected all of this. It's like Angus Bachan says, um, one beggar showing another beggar where to find food. So just in terms of that, when I'm speaking what I'm speaking, I'm speaking from that place of also desiring to grow in that and wanting to grow in that truth. So, I mean, patience, many times in our mind, we can see it as something that's old school, um, maybe even a bit passive. It reminds us of um, struggling and, yeah, same old, same old, and even passiveness. And especially in the day of age where we have um, almost this consumeristic era where we can get something instantly. I mean, you have Instagram, instant. Uh, it's a, that commitment to convenience that we have in our culture. I mean, we can get anything immediately. And especially if you're successful, then even more so. Because you have money, you can buy whatever you need immediately. So patience is almost like a grudge thing. Although as part of our Christian walk, it's, it's part of how God w- works within us. And we can come to a place where we start not wanting to grow in patience, or we see it as a, yeah, as a grudge purchase, as something where people speak about it sometimes, and yes, we all struggle with it, and it's something we need to do, but it's actually something that God is inviting us into. So if we look at the definition of patience, um, the general English one is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay problems or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. So loosely translated or in some they also speak of it's when you have the ability to not become 
annoyed or anxious and then choose not to do that. So it's a exercising of your will. And like I've mentioned, if we go to the next slide, just a quick Google of patients will show you that the usage of a word has dropped significantly over time. Um, and that also just speaks to general biblical knowledge and usage also dropping with that. And maybe a bit just because some of the older translations used it more in, in some cases. So patients in the Old Testament... There's not a specific word for patience in the Old Testament, but it's normally used, translated as patiently to wait or to expect. So it's used in context of patiently waiting. Um, in many of the Psalms, that, that is what it would be translated to. In the New Testament, um, there's two words. The one I'm not going to try to pronounce now, but I'll try macrophemia. Um, so that just speaks to long-tempered, denotes patient, patient endurance and long-suffering. And it's a divinely regulated patient. So that speaks of God's character himself. He's long-tempered with us, not quick to anger. And it's a fruit of a spirit. So patience is not just um, something, it's part of the Holy Spirit and what the fruit of the Spirit is inside of us when we follow the Spirit and submit to Him. Then the other word that specifically speaks to, sometimes translated as endurance, um, is hupopimimo, I'm sorry, but that is remaining behind and a patient enduring, and that comes from the root word, which means um, cheerful endurance, constancy, enduring patience, patient continuance. So we can see the idea behind it is there's a, yeah, a continual staying, um, continuance that goes with patience. So patience implies suffering, enduring, or waiting as a determination of a will and not simply under necessity. So like I said earlier, it's not because of necessity and you're forced to be patient, but patience is where we actually exercise our will and decide we're going to be patient now. So pursuing promise... I want to read us Hebrews 10 verse 35. I'm going to go through three verses. It just unpacks that part a little bit. So Hebrews 10 verse 35 says, Therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. So there's a place where you've been obedient, but you need to endure so that you may receive what is promised. And that's with a lot of God's promises as well. There's a place where um, the work has already been done, but now it still needs to materialize or come into effect. So it's not a case of uh, instant um, transaction where you buy something and immediately you receive it. You pay for it, 
but then there's a place of waiting on it. So patience plays, how I see it, is it plays into endurance in that patience is the attitude of waiting. So we'll see that in a quote later on as well, but you have waiting on God, and then you have patiently waiting on God. It's, you can wait in a, a, a manner, in a grudging manner, or you can wait in, a, in, in patience. And then we see just a few verses on in Hebrews 11. It just speaks of what faith is, this verse we all know. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So we see that there's the promise that is to be received, and we see that faith then is the assurance of things hoped for. So it's something that, and the conviction of things not seen. So there's things that are not seen, we have this hope of that, and if we read Romans 8 verse 22 to 25, just unpacking that in another way. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves. We have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So, if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So, on the next slide, I took out my artistic pen again, just to try and draw what I, how I see it. So, we have hope, um, and we saw, so, our hope in Christ, our hope in just God's promises for us. And just in terms of a whole theme of patience, we've been speaking this year a lot about shalom, about peace, about resting, how, how anxiety fits into that. And a big thing for me is in terms of really receiving God's peace and walking it and then walking in that shalom, which we said is the fullness of God, there's going to be a place where we need to have patience or walk in patience. And that hope is that fullness of God, His promises. He's delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of His beloved Son. We don't always see that immediately. It doesn't always feel in our circumstances if we are delivered at that moment. And that's where patience comes in. Is that where faith, or faith can see the hope. You can see your hope is where you know how it looks. It's not like you... You still need to dream about it. I mean, that's a continual process of, of dreaming with God and just exploring His truth to see what is that hope that we have in Christ. But once we've seen it, for instance, God's peace that we've been talking a lot about this year, um, that shalom peace. We, we see it, we can talk about it, we know it, but how do we live it? And sometimes there's going to be a place where for us to receive it, God is going to require patience from our side. Not in that sense transactionally, but He's working patience within us. So that's why it's a fruit of a spirit. And if you think about that, if it's a fruit of a spirit, it's not like God is saying, okay, here's the 
nine fruits of the spirit which one do you want and which don't you want okay now i'll i'll go for love and peace um and then select others and don't select it's a case of that is who god is you either receive him or you don't we can't choose what we want to receive otherwise we're creating idols for ourselves we're fooling ourselves thinking we're following god but we're not and i think in that sense for if god i mean he wants his promises to come to being within us and through us um, and if we're not willing to walk in patience to grow in patience we're basically aborting the process of his work in us he can give us the promise he can give us the vision but if we are not willing to patiently wait on him patiently engage him i mean then we're basically saying no to god and i think many times there's faith like yes god i have a faith to do this um i can see it happening then there's endurance keep on going but then there's patience because endurance at some stage it feels like is this really going to happen uh, is god really faithful it's um there's those things that starts happening where you've put your head down for a while you've been enduring if we go back to um hebrews 10 just that first verse so therefore it's it says therefore do not throw away your confidence which has great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God you may receive what is promised so in our following of Jesus there's a place where we endure endurance speaks to staying the the root word is staying under um we just keep going you put you put your head down and you just go for it it's endurance but when there's a place where every now and again we kind of like want to understand something god how does this and this fit in i've been so i've been enduring for this big part of season in my life and that's where the need for patience comes in and i think for many of us i mean generally speaking we're between 20 and 45 years old um in this congregation and that's a time in your life where a lot of decisions are made i mean you need to decide your career wise some are studying um making career changes how is your career going to look are you going to pursue a career ladder how are you going to do it all of that where are you going to stay are you going to buy are you going to rent you are you going to stay in cape town or not or um starting a family finding a spouse relationships there's all these things but at some stage we get a promise from god or we get an idea that we feel is from god and then there's that place of patience um if we just go to that last verse in romans 8 again um but if we hope for what we do not see so those are the things you hope for something that you do not see we wait for it with patience now i'm not trying to say we can just apply this to anything you just hope for whatever you want and then god is your genie and that's not at all that i'm saying i'm just explaining the principle so there's this place of needing patience to inherit the hope that has god put before us and 
That's why we need to sometimes reload patience. We need to come back to that place of almost reloading the gun. And I would actually like to see you all reload the gun. I know Matthew likes reloading guns. His father-in-law also loves reloading guns. I know DB is starting to. So turn to your neighbor and reload patience. I want to see you. So it's, it's a place of bringing that awareness that we need to grow in patience. And if we go to the next verse in Psalm 27, it says, I believe that I shall look upon the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Let your heart take courage. Wait for the Lord. And it doesn't use the word specifically patience there, but I think that brings that patient awaiting of looking upon the goodness of the Lord. That is the hope we have and then patiently waiting on that and strengthening our heart through the process. And I think that's where patients play that role of strengthening ourselves while waiting on the Lord. So we all have seen there's IR40, those who wait on the Lord, they will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. And I think that Waiting is one thing, but then patiently waiting on God. That's our attitude when we wait on God and that expectancy of of waiting on Him. So, I mean, if that's the picture of patience, what then sometimes transpires in in our lives? And you have to think, I mean, if that's the connection between God's promises for us and what he's leading us into, the enemy would obviously not want that to happen. So what is the enemy's comeback? And that is impatience. And we sometimes get used to impatience and as if it's just a human thing. We're all humans, so therefore I can justify my impatience. But I think the cost of impatience is sometimes much higher than we'd like to admit it's not only when the taxi pushes in in front of you and you lose your patience that's sometimes where we say oh I'm impatient if someone pushes into traffic then I'm angry or this person does that so I'm impatient so you have to be patient with me because I'm impatient that whole thing but I think the cost of that it is it's actually come against the fruit of our Holy Spirit in our lives, which is patience. It's not only when the taxi cuts in in front of you when the, the rubber eats the tar. Um, I think that's, where, that's, that's our level of awareness of impatience, but it actually steals our peace. It, and yeah, we'll get to that, but like we said earlier, so that's, I think, where a lot of negative connotations comes to patience. It sounds like such an old word. When I told Diabia I'm going to preach about patience, he, he pulled out his best British accent and said, the virtue of patience. And just speaking to it, when we think of it, we think of this old school almost thing like, yes, they preached about it a while ago. And I, I think even for me, I didn't think of patience as something pursuing, rather go for mindfulness, you know, being present in the moment. 
And when thinking of it, and I'm not knocking mindfulness, but just patience in a sense is almost for me that, I don't want to say Christian mindfulness because I don't think mindfulness is not Christian, but the fact where you can be mindful without being patient almost doesn't make sense because there's going to be places in our lives where we need to be patient, long-suffering, like we saw that word said. And that's what God wants to do in us. And we chase after being mindful while if we're patient, it's almost, that's actually what we need. We need to be patient for God's promises. And I think like we, that picture that I showed, if we don't have hope, we won't really have a need for patience for, because why are you being, for what are you being patient? What is the, what's, yeah, there's nothing to be patient for almost. Um, so if we think of impatience, I had a, yeah, so maybe just on that slide, just our commitment to convenience sometimes is killing patience in our lives because, I mean, it's great that we have checkers 60, 60 and all those things are amazing, but sometimes we can almost get this entitlement attitude in our lives to think we deserve to have things instantly. And whether it, it comes into the rest of our lives, at work, at, in relationships, and then it flows into our relationship with God. So if God doesn't do things the way I think he should do it, it's almost like I get impatient. I mean, I can almost... It's fine, I'll just work harder, get more money, and then I don't need God. Then I can be impatient and, and do what I want. And that just leads to destruction. So, I mean, extreme a picture of what happens when we're impatient, but it's like a nuclear bomb. But if you think of it, if that's the devil's strategy in terms of just working against God's purposes in our lives. That's actually what's happening. Um, when I initially thought of a picture of impatience, I thought about this picture, and not because of uh, service delivery, but just in terms of a water pipe that's leaking, you see that it's not efficient. It's not achieving its purpose. The water is just everywhere. And every time I see that, you think almost, oh, there's a lot of waste happening there. And I think that's what impatience is. In some way, we're wasting something because we're ejecting in some sense. I mean, God started something in our lives, and at some stage, we become impatient, so we eject. So everything that has been loading up till then is it's not necessarily lost, but many times is. And so impatience, go to that next slide, gets us to sometimes murmur like Israel did, but we start complaining about things um, and impatience gets us to think towards God and to others, I can do this better, that's why I can be impatient now. And then the big one for me is running before you are sent. So many times God tells us this and this is what I have planned for you and then we get impatient and we want to make it happen and we almost want to think how can we just make this happen. And whether that's in relationships, I mean, all the things that I've mentioned previously, whether it's career-wise or relationship or many things, we want to make it happen. So then we end up 
doing things prematurely because of impatience and basically yeah, not following God's plan. And we see that in the Bible with, I mean, Abraham. At some state, there was impatience about their promises and they got um, Ishmael. Um, and yeah, who wasn't the, the promised son. And we see that in different places. But I think that's one of the things sometimes where we are impatient and basically ejecting ejecting God's promises in that sense. Or we eject ourselves from God's purposes. I mean, if you think about, yeah, it's, it's such a big thing sometimes in relationships, just being impatient with one another, but also being impatient about timing of God's timing in our lives. And in the end, being impatient, it, it just creates a place where we lose hope. So we're hopeless, and we don't know why, but it's because we probably have been impatient for a big time. And it's, I mean, like I said, I'm saying this out of a place of myself, also learning through this, but that just causes hopelessness many times, being impatient because we eject God's purposes and then somewhere we don't know why we are doing what we're doing or why we are here and all that, but if we backtrack, we'll see somewhere maybe we became very impatient with God or with life and that we lose our hope because patience is that link to hope. It's pursuing, patience, it's pursuing God's promises. And another thing that I think impatience creates is unforgiveness. And the result of that is like Jesus said that we're surrendered to the tormentors, if you read that part in the Gospels. Um, because we feel we have a right not to forgive someone. We're impatient. And then just like I said, voting God's purposes and promises in our lives. And that can affect generations. I mean, the decisions you make now is going to affect the generations after you. And sometimes just because we weren't patient and I mean, we wanted to endure and all that, but we weren't patient. So, waiting for it with patience, given what I've said, if we read through that Romans 8 again. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, Grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, that hope that we have. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? And sometimes, just if I pause there, we see something or we feel God is leading us in something, but we don't see it happening, and that just causes frustration and we become discouraged. But like it says there, um, now hope that is seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. We want to make that hope a reality. And then it goes on. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. And I just felt when reading that, that patience is a people with hope. And impatience is uh, hopeless people. And as we become impatient, because 
I mean, we're human beings, not human doings, right? So, we, what, who we are has an effect on what we do. And sometimes by choosing to be impatient, we choose to eject that hope that God has given us and it's felt like impatient people can become hopeless people and impatient people can become those with hope. So Joyce Meyer says that patience is not the ability to wait, but how you act when you are waiting. Okay. So it's that attitude while we wait. It's that attitude of staying where we are, embracing the circumstances and receiving of God in that moment to allow him to do that work that he, that he wants to do through us. Um, and Henry Nouwen said, a waiting person is a patient person. The word patience means the willingness to stay where we are and live a situation out to the full in the belief that something hidden there will manifest itself to us. And that's what Romans 8 so beautifully speaks about. If we read that part in Romans 8 and in different translations, it just speaks about that expectancy in the spirit that the whole creation is yearning for the revealing of the sons of God. There's that strong sense of hope, but then it says that we need to wait for it with patience. Old Testament examples are like Abraham and Sarah. Joseph, I mean... Joseph is the, the ultimate example in that sense, having, while he was a young boy or teenager, having this dream of what God was showing them, and we see how long through what God took him in terms of how he needed patience to, to receive that. And I just thought, even with Daniel, I mean, the book of Daniel was written over a number of years. I mean, we read it in a few chapters, and then we think, wow, quick journey. But actually, that was a number of years. He came in there as a teenager in Babylon, and the end of the book was written while he was quite much older. So we see he had patience as well, just in staying um, with God. And then... Even in the New Testament, Jesus being tempted by the devil. I mean, when the, the devil came and told him, if you worship me, you can have all of this. If Jesus wasn't patient, he could have thought, well, it seems like you're describing that which is basically already mine. I can just maybe fast track this now. Um, and he obviously didn't, but just showing that effect of patience. So, patience is saying yes to the process with God, and it's saying, yes, God, I'm still here. It's stewarding what God has given us, and it gives us that opportunity to show that God can trust us by being patient. I mean, God gives his promises, he makes it come to being. What do we bring to the table? It's patience. I have a picture there of a of a leopard. I couldn't get a, well, it wouldn't have worked to show a video, but I don't know if you've seen how a, a leopard stalks its spray patiently. Do yourself a favor and go YouTube it. But, I mean, it basically stalks it up till it's very close, and then it 
basically goes for it. And in that sense, the leopard needs to grow patiently because it just starts, once it sees its prey, if it just starts running after it, it's going to lose it each time. Um, but by patiently stalking it, it in the end gets it. So another uh, art piece, more abstract maybe this time. But if you see that box, uh, it's a box, um, <laughs> as the promise or the, that box being filled as the fullness of what God has for you and for us, then I see continual patience. So you see this uh, dotted line there and there. So as we grow in patience, God entrusts us with more of it. We can see the whole picture possibly from the beginning, but through patience, by so that which we hope for, we get it by patience, by continually trusting God and um, having that attitude of patience in waiting. Um, he can trust us with more. So getting that fullness is a process. And then Romans 5 verse 3 and says, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame. Now that endurance, some, trans, some translations says patiently endure, but that's that second root word that I spoke of that um, is one of the translations. So it also speaks to patiently enduring the attitude while we're doing it, and that creates in us that character and points back to that hope that we have. So just then again, just the focus of patience is taking hold of that hope and that can be a process. I had a, another picture that I just to explain that. If we see the fish as the what you put your faith out for and the promise, then the fishing line is the patience. So you have to, what's got control? Troll it in. Um, wheel. Yeah. Wheel it in. So patience is payment when it comes to these things. And when we prayed this morning, Stefania also just felt that, that patience is used to buying things in the kingdom. And there's some things that, I mean, the picture that I had is like, like a little child going to a sweet store with a few coins and then not knowing the value of money just puts it there and then asks how much can he get and then the storekeeper would count it out for him. And in that sense, God can only give us so much as, as our patience w will allow and that's why it's a fruit of the Spirit. So, in us receiving that promises that he has for us, he can only entrust us to the extent that we've been patient and not being patient with him as if we need to be patient for him, but it patient, waiting patiently puts our hearts in those, that condition where God can do what he 
what he needs to do. So patience is a key to unlocking God's promises. So I want to end off there for today. And almost wonders just to check in again, chat to, to someone next to you. So what do you think you've been missing out because of impatience? And again, I mean, we all need to grow in this, but just out of a place of awareness, um, what is God doing in your life and what does he want to entrust you with? And how, how does patience fit into that? And like I said in the beginning, patience is a fruit of a spirit. So it's not something we do. It's, it's, we become patient. And in a sense, we cannot pray for patience. We get opportunities to grow in patience. So we can pray for grace, obviously, in that time to be strengthened and strong. But it's not something that we can pray for patience and then God is going to give us patience. He's going to give us the opportunity to grow in patience. And when we graduate from that, we have patience. So that's an amazing thing. And yeah. So with that, let's, let's share um, with someone close to you if you you up to it and just share yeah how, how does this dynamic play out in your own life you can you don't have to share on those two questions but i think those are two ones that that helps with that so we're going to share and then after that i'm going to pray but i also want to give a space where you want to come and just bring that before god i mean it's it's obviously something we need to repent of just seeing what's the the effect of impatience in our lives. Um, Then I want to encourage you to come to the front and in a a socially distanced manner, we'll pray together. Um, But yeah, just to pray with someone and to God, I think the first thing is it's about God's promises and inheriting that and God is a good father and he wants to give to his children good gifts but we should be in a place where we can actually receive it and with patience. Um, if you think of having a Christmas dinner lined up and an hour before it, you decide to go to McDonald's and just eat yourself full, then you're obviously not going to be able to appreciate the Christmas dinner. And so you need to be patient in that moment. And the same it is with life. Um, in order to inherit that, that fullness of what God has for us, um, patience is key. So, yeah, let's turn to one another, and I think maybe we can pray just for each other if you um, prophesy where you feel. Um, so we can put out our faith to just pray for each other. So share a bit, and then let's pray for each other, and then if you um, want to, you can come to the front. So start five minutes. Give few minutes for that.
Okay, as we about to close, Matthew, I don't know if you want to sing us another song. Um, as we close, just uh, if someone is, is uh, not ministry-related, have a white polo outside, low, just ask if you can meet him there. Um, so that's just on the white polo. But yeah, then we can just just want to pray for us. And if there's any of this, um, if you could just feel convicted about any of this and you want to pray together, please come to the front and we'll, we would love to pray with you. And just, yeah, I think where there's areas that you need to repent of, bring that or with someone else, just pray that through. I'll just close for us in prayer and then, yeah, Matthew will lead us just in a, in a song. Now, Father, we thank you just for this gift of patience, Father, or this uh, um, virtue of patience, Father. We thank you just for that, just for that place of, of becoming like who you are, Father, and that you would work that in our lives, Father. We thank you just for this time of, of becoming mature in order to receive what was promised, Father, that we can take hold of that patiently, Father. We thank you just in this week to come that Holy Spirit, just as you reveal those areas in our lives, so that we may become um, mature, lacking nothing, Father. We thank you just for that in Jesus' name. going to sing another song we can worship together but yeah 